This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello, good evening, good morning, good afternoon. This is that Mill Podcast. My name's Mickey Simpson. We do apologise. We seem to have not been around for a while. The world has changed since our last show. Um, Her Majesty the Queen sadly died um, between our last show and now. We've had, obviously, the element of mourning and everything else, which we'll tap into in a bit. But without further ado, let's welcome the boys onto the show. Joining me, as always, my partner in crime, the one and only Omar. How you doing, fella? Hello. Hello, Mickey. I'm all right, mate. Yourself? Yeah, good, mate. Good. All good. And without further ado, the football guru, the one and only, sorry, the football guru on both men and ladies football now, the one and only Kai Bennett. Hello, mate. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good, mate. Good. If he's right. the football guru, what am I, by the way? It's just out of interest because, you know, you're my knowledge is better than these. So, come on. You're the football oracle. <laughs> <laughs> Interested. No, I'll, t- I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. You're the, you're the football oracle. He is, um, yeah, the football guru, and uh, I'm just a pretty face. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that I think that probably um, probably gets us by to a degree. So, yeah. Anyway, look, stay with us. We'll be back straight after this, where we'll be kicking off part one. Welcome back then, part one. Um, since our last show, we played Blackpool and we beat Blackpool 2-1. Um, and then it went into international break, uh, which we will tap onto in a while. But um, let's start with you, Omar, your views on the uh, on the Blackpool game. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a distant memory now, it feels like. So much has happened, hasn't it? Uh, but, yeah. yeah, obviously, a 2-1 win. I mean, interesting atmosphere. I think that's probably more of a talking point that we could talk about tonight. Uh, obviously, you know, we go 1-0 up. And then Blackpool get the equaliser in the first half. And then I think you could just feel it in the ground on the day. I mean, obviously, we won the game. Second half was much better performance and you can't fault that. Um, and obviously, we won the game 2-1 and managed to obviously get, you know, over the line. A phobie scored a goal. Um, and, you know, he's scored a couple now, hasn't he, this season. It seems to be firing and hopefully that's something that can continue after the international break. But, 
yeah, I think for me, like that overall, that kind of game and the feeling afterwards, the atmosphere in the ground just it's, it feels like it's on a knife edge. We've had this moments before under Rarit, but even when it went one-one, I heard murmurs of your football is shit, Gary, your football is shit. Um, I think a lot of people agree with that, and I don't think you know. Yeah, there's some booing as well at half time at one one. It's just weird vibe in the moment, isn't it? I think in the in the den. And I think it's weird because if you look at our form, and he's right, I think he said it after the game, you know, if you look at our form at home and over the last two seasons, it's one of the best, if not in the league, maybe in the country. So it's 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 a weird feeling, but I think ultimately it's it's not just the results, you know, obviously it's results business, but the form's not been great recently before that. But I think it's just the manner of the performances that a lot of people are getting fed up with seeing, really. And it's, it's an interesting talking point, really. It'd be great to see what people think about it. Maybe we should do something about it. No, I totally agree with you. I mean, yeah. your pal obviously messages and said, you know, six points out of nine in September. You know, being he, he was looking for bites. He was looking for bites there. He went up to this. I think he was looking for bites. And he's got a point, though, isn't he? I mean, yeah. if you look at things in the stages or whatever, you know, it is two wins, one defeat in September. Um, but it's not. Oh, it really is it. There's, you can you can spin any story in football, I suppose, and take. But aren't we aren't we got more points now than what we did last season at this point? I can yeah, actually yeah. tell you. There you go, Kyle. Now, weren't we on ten or whatever, and we were on eleven or whatever? In it, we're, we're just slightly above, aren't we? Yeah, we've we never been fast in the block, have we? We've never been that sort of team, have we, Kyle? No, no, we did last season. We didn't get our first win until actually it was against Blackpool on August 29th. So that was six games, and in. then we went. On that, on yeah. that run, didn't we? So Blackpool win again. Hopefully, we can can do it. But I mean, it's what is it? Fifty. I've read in a stat the other day, fifty-seven points at home since the uh, start of last season. Something that's quite impressive, isn't it? Like you know, it's it's not to be sort of laughed at. It's a. I think it's. It, I had us in the as you say, Omar. I think it was the the best home record in the country. Um. So it's yeah, it's impressive. Fifty-seven points in what probably about twenty-seven games. So it's it's good stuff, but. We just got to improve that away record and and try and be a little bit more exciting at home as well. And I think he'll, he'll quite quickly get he'll get his fans back on side if he can do it. It's, it is boring football, though, isn't it with Rowett? I mean, it's not something new. I mean, everywhere he's he's been, Birmingham, um, Derby, it's always been boring football. They always say your the football's fans shit. Things. Yeah, you know your, your football shit. It's boring shit. I mean. Is that because he wraps himself around a defensive-minded um, backroom staff, or is it just he he's looking for something what probably will never be there? Um, as in, he wants to play a style of football what's heavily defensive. Um, there are ten English Premier League now. Sorry, my Siri <laughs> just started. <laughs> it's double edged. I think what you're saying there, Mickey. It's double edged, isn't it? Because like. You know, we we've finished three top half finishes and we're in the championship. You know, and it's like, how what can we all do in the championship? Realistically, this is maybe maybe our ceiling. But you know, if there's a different angle or a different set of ideas or something different that is just you know compared to what we're getting at the moment, you feel like there might there might the grass might be green on the other side. Reality is, it probably won't be. It's hard to say because historically in my lifetime, it's been Championship, League One, Championship, League One. You know, and that's been the life cycle. Um, and it's like, well, how do we break the mould and get into the Premier League? What's got to be different? I don't think it will hun- happen under Rowett because it is like, you know, stay in the games and, you know, try and edge the games out. But I think the difference this season for me has been, it's been a tough start away from home because we've had tough fixtures and maybe if we yeah. played Sunderland, it might have been a different story, it might be a lot more positive now, it might be sitting on 16 points from 11 games and feeling a lot kind of a bit more rosy about things. But I think it's the matter of how we play 
And also, just we we don't score a lot of goals, but can we expect to score loads in the championship? How how do you answer that question? That's it's the tricky one there. Kai, you got an answer to that? I think it's difficult. I mean, some some I, I was speaking to some family members the other day, and they were telling me they were saying to me that. You know, I wouldn't mind if we were losing, you know, 3-1, 3-2 in games if we were playing exciting football. But ultimately, I think you'd probably end up getting bored of that as well. You know, it's, it's about winning games of football. And I know, obviously, we do win a lot of games 1-0 or 2-1. We edge them out sort of thing. But sometimes three points in them sort of situations is the most important ones. Um, they, might, they might be the sort of games we look back at the, at the end of the season and think, yeah, it was lucky we got, a, 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 you know, across the line there because that was a valuable three points. So even though obviously I would like to see the football a little bit more exciting and a little bit maybe on the more on the front foot, maybe change the formation at home. Um, I know I, I think it maybe something maybe the, the the players and the management staff might work on over the international break. So you know maybe, maybe you might see it slightly different after it. Um, you know but they might use the international break and the two weeks off to to maybe do that. Hopefully anyway. Um, I love your optimism. This run though, like coming up to the World Cup, is huge. I think for Rarit and our season. If you've got 11 games there, I believe, it's, um, you know, and it's Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, at least for the first six of them. And then you've got a week break between West Brom at home and Huddersfield away. And then you've got a Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday again. And then you've got the Preston away to wrap up, you know, in 12th November. 11 games in the space of six, you know, in a bit of weeks. It's, this is crunch time, I think, for him. Um, and it's like, what, what can be achieved? Or there's got to be, I think, at least from the club side and also from the manager side, realistic goal we're thinking you know 11 games here this is going to shape our season and we are typically good at this point of the season onwards like we're saying obviously for last season as well um it, what can we do um and you know try and you've got to set some sort of goals I think at least internally that have you know got to be if, hit. if you were if you were directorship or you know strategic at Millwall and you're you're sitting down in a meeting with Gary, and you're going right. We've got eleven games before the World Cup break. What would be your target for those eleven games? I think it's ten games actually. Let me just confirm: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games. That's what we're doing. On this okay, podcast. so so <laughs> ten games. So ten games. Potential maximum of thirty points. You're sitting there, Gary's sitting in front of you. What do you want? You want to see playoff form. I think that's, for me, we want to achieve that. That's the ambition. You want to see top 10, top six form. So, you know, what is that? I mean, how do you quantify that? What, from a 46-game season? and above? So, no, that's, that's, that's too much from 30 points available. But you want to see, I think, six wins in there maybe out of 10 um, or 18 points on the board. So five wins, three draws and two defeats. I think you want to see some sort of form where you can get behind, especially with the fixtures starting to turn, I think you could say. The championship, you can never predict the results, and we know that more than anyone. But I think, you know, their games are coming up now, especially away from home. You've got to see us pick up a couple of wins in there, I feel like, as well. Um, you know, there's 10 games there. There's chances to pick up points away from home. The home form should look after itself. And, you know, the odd blip we've had already this season. But it does, by and large, look after itself. But you want to see some performances on the road of encouragement. I think you want to just ultimately get some points on the board as well, you know, and get some comprehensive performances in there. Um, I think, yeah, what's it? 75 points out of a 135 points, 138 point season. So what's that? Almost half, maybe a little bit above. So I think, you know, anything above 15 points up to 20 points in that catchment, you've got to be happy with. And that's how you got to look at, I think, especially these next 10 games before the World Cup. You won't be surprised. You know, Madge lost their job last week. Morrison lost his job in the championship at Cardiff. 
unlucky Steve I hope we didn't ruin your day a couple of weeks ago as well um, but you know I think that's it now it's like I think you've got to look at it as a, a 10 game block now where you've got to see progression and I think everyone's got okay. to get behind it so what do you want minimum of 18 points out of that what me sorry or Kai yeah yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a question so, I asked you a minute I said, ago. Yeah, I said, I said, I said 18 points. Talking about 138 points. Yeah. This is it. That's work out. So, all you need to, I'm mathematically work out in my head, mate. You know, yeah, yeah. So, so 18 points. 18, 18, 18, 18 points. From I mean, you want 18 points out of 30. Is that, yeah. what, is that what you would say to Gary? This is what the minimum I'm that, expecting. Yeah. Uh, six wins, that is. Six wins out of 10, or five wins, like I said, in three draws. Uh, that's yeah. what I'd want that from the next 10 games. If you want to show the ambition of we're going in the right direction. Um, um, Kai, oh, so want, you're in that meeting. What would you want from him? I want 21. I, I know you're all gonna laugh, but it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, like, it's not like something we haven't done, we haven't done before. I mean, last season, you're gonna say it's not hard there, weren't you? You're gonna say it's not hard. <laughs> no, I was gonna say it's not hard, I thought I'd re- re- rephrase that. Um, <laughs> um, it is hard, obviously, it's championship, but last season, we won five on the trot. If we can do that, if we can put a, a winning round of like you know four or five on the trot again, like we did last season, that's fifteen points. And then you know you've got five games left. You know if you can pick up another couple of wins in that, you could quite easily get twenty-one points. So, no, well, not easily, but you know you you could do it. So that's what I I'd like to see twenty above twenty. It's an easier run now, isn't it? Like fifteen points would get you sixth place right now. You'd be in and around it. So like you know. And that's from the start of the season. You won't see a record high points though to get in the playoffs this year. You have three or four teams run away with it and the rest will take points off each other. So I think you've got 13 points from 10 first 10. Build on that. If it's less than 13 after the next 10 games, I'll be surprised if he's still here, I'll be honest. That's how I feel about it at the moment. He won't leave though, will he? Well, the club, also the club, what did the club want? But, you know, we want, we want to see there's something building here. And I think this year, we say every year, is a chance. And if we want to be up there, We've got some good players in there. You want to see good performances too. That's also, I think, an important judgment here. If we've got 13 points in the next 10 games, but we've scored 15 goals or 20 goals and been unlucky with referee decisions and other factors come into it, then you might be like, oh, he's a bit unlucky. But I think we are where we are and that's rightly so at the moment. So, And we want better and more, don't we? So are we saying November the 12th is the 12th, isn't it? Yeah, November the 12th is basically judgment day. The... You know, if he doesn't get the points between now and then, then the fans will probably definitely turn by then. Um, and potentially the board might too. Well, you get another pre-season, don't you? Because it's four weeks, five weeks off away from football. And then we come back 17th of December. It wouldn't surprise you if a lot of clubs decide to do that. Roll the dice. A lot of players won't be away in international jury in the championship. It's the World Cup, mm. isn't it? Players will probably have, what, two weeks off maybe and be at home. And then it's to build up again to the 17th of December against Luton away. So it would not surprise me to see clubs pull the trigger and then look to replace managers. It'd be a bit of a merry-go-round. It wouldn't surprise me if we sack Rowett. I'm not saying he's going to go. That's, I don't saying that's what I want, but obviously results will dictate what happens. And then, you know, if someone else gets sacked from Stoke City again or, you know, another club sacked the manager, Steve Bruce sacked that manager, it wouldn't surprise you to see a merry-go-round happen where one manager sacked from another club and then takes another job that's been vacated. I can see something happening like that in, that, in the November-December window. As long as we don't get Steve Bruce. Get fat salmon. Get big salmon. Come on, I'll take him. <laughs> yeah. I, I would probably take fat salmon. Or, or I, I yeah. think he's probably been out of the game a little bit too long now. Is but again, what you always say is, <laughs> I think Neil Warnock would would rattle those players right up. 
He's not a long-term um, option, but he's a short-term get get results. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. I mean, you just need someone to get you into that push to the Premiership, don't you? That's what you need. But I suppose my other question to the Oracle and the Guru, um, who's to blame? Are the players incapable of playing in the positions that he wants? Or is his formation, we're coming to his substitute, is substitution time in a little bit with that, but or is it the fact that the positions what he wants to play just won't work with with our team? I mean, who's at fault? Is it the players or is it the the, the management wanting them to play there? Go on, Kai. First, um, I, I to be honest, if I'm being honest with you, I I don't like to. Um, it's a difficult one. I, I know you know it's it's really, you know when when football teams aren't doing well, the first one to get the brunt is the manager. It always is, and I think it probably will always be like that. Sometimes I don't like, so I almost like the, the almost the blame to be shared because I think that both could be doing better. Um, I think if you blame the manager too much, you take the heat off the players, which makes the players too comfortable, and that's why maybe the players almost drop their levels because they think, oh, we can we can take a break now because they're not going to blame me anyway. Um, I agree with that to a degree. I mean, we Joe said on the show, you know, the um, Bury doesn't like playing out of position, doesn't feel comfortable playing there, um, doesn't feel that he can do his normal style of football when he plays out of position, he's on the wrong foot, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I suppose that's the same with possibly a few of the other players too. Um, but they are professional football players, potentially on you know eight, nine, ten grand plus a week. Um, we're given five. We say anything above five grand a week. So realistically, they should be able to play football, surely. Um, you know, I could understand if he suddenly starts putting our attackers in goal, then okay, maybe not. But you know, someone left or centre midfield or something like that, if if they're a midfielder, then it's not too far out of their position, is it? I can't get over with the fact that we play you know, a formation where we ask the likes of Jake Cooper to have loads of touches of the ball. That's what bothers me when I watch our side. We're playing this setup where defenders get a lot of the ball and have to then play forward passes. And then you watch them play and, you know, they're, they're obviously they're footballers. They're a million times better than what me and us three are here. So, but as someone that watches it, you watch like that happen. It's like, why are we overcomplicating things? Why don't we just play a bit more simpler, I feel like, at times? And then you've got someone like Fleming, who is clearly a cut above a lot of our players technically. And we're not really playing him in either right position as well, I feel like. Um, but again, it's just my opinion. And, you know, I'm not the one qualified to make them decisions or get paid to do it. But as a, a fan and as an opinion, like, I just think we overcomplicate things a lot. And if you watch Murray Wallace pick up the ball, he's a bit better than Cooper, for, to be fair. But why are, we, why are we not just, like, getting the onus away from the centre-halves on the ball? Why don't we drop the five at the back and try and, you know, do something a bit more different? I, just, I feel like he's, he also he alluded to the fact that he wants to try and change it after Blackpool. Uh, before Blackpool, sorry, and go to the back four. I mean, it works in the end and we've got the result, but I do feel like it's just, he's persevering with something that I feel like just won't get us to where we want to be. It'll it'll be enough to get us results and keep us where we are in that mid-table top 12 position, but I just if we want to do something different and try and get above where we want to be now, I think we just need to mix something up and try something different and roll the dice, I feel like. I think you're right. I think you're probably right. Go on, Kai. I was just going. I was just going to raise a point first. Right, I was going to ask you just you know a little little chat between the three of us. But um, obviously, he's in Fleming. Yeah, there's no there's no one else here. Kai, go 
<laughs> Zoom, obviously, Zoom Fleming actually got, got the goal the other day. Um, his form's been pretty impressive. Well, his, his performance has been pretty impressive. Obviously, if he can back that up with goals and assists. We were just talking about the World Cup and players going there. Do you think Fleming could be a player that could be going to the World Cup if he, if he you know, ups his performances? Well, for Holland, well, not, not ups his performances, but, you know. Is sport. Holland in the World Cup? Uh, Holly, yeah, they're in, the, they're in there, yeah. He he, he's not going to get a look in from a championship. I agree what you're saying, and his form could pick up. And I, do you know what? Like, I, I've been so impressed with him the last two or three yeah. games. I weren't sure what to expect, honestly. And I know everyone's like, you know, we spent money for him. But obviously, it's like when he got injured as well, you're like, well, what are we going to get when he does play? But you can see he is like a few seconds in front of our players, in my opinion. And, you know, even that chance in the second half where did he hit the post when he dragged it into the near post? Yeah. Um, you can just see like he he has these moments where he knows exactly what he wants to do with it before anyone else. And I think that you can see he's got a moment of quality that I think will elevate him above a lot of our players. And ultimately, if we play well and he plays well, we'll both progress. But if he continues to play well and we don't play well, he'll, he won't be here in a year or two, it feels like. Um, but I, I do feel like, I don't know if he will play for Holland, mate, yeah. But it wouldn't surprise me in a few years' time if he's a Premier League player or goes into Europe. It wouldn't surprise me to see him turn out for them one day. But you never know, do you? He's a serious player, isn't he? No, that's it. I mean, how was your, what was your thoughts on Saturday, obviously? <laughs> Going back to Blackpool. Um, we were talking where he dropped bar. Did you think, oh, fucking hell, we're going to lose this? Before it even started, like probably a high percentage of the fan base did? I didn't think we were going to lose it. I didn't think he, Bart deserved to be dropped. Um, I think he just kind of thought go for something different, didn't he? And that was ultimately what he said there, you know, and he said performances haven't been great. I think Bart's been a victim of just the defensive mistakes we've kept making. Bart, for me, hasn't made any high-profile mistakes. You know, he's got one into it, one or two in him. I remember the game against Wickham during lockdown, you know, where he gets closed down and, you know, the player scores. Like, he's got that odd moment in him and they're few and far between. But ultimately, this guy is like, for the last three seasons, has been a rocket in that net for us. And I think it's very harsh. I wouldn't be surprised if he starts if he came back inside, you know, in a couple of weeks' time. Um, I think he's just like a, a temporary switch to try and get some results. Or it felt a bit desperate from Rowett, I felt like, pre-game. Um, I think Long's a good goalkeeper, by the way. But he doesn't compare to Bart when it comes to shot stopping. Um, could even no, but he can kick a ball though, can't he? I think he got a touch. Yeah, he can. His distribution is much better than Bart's, and that's the only downside to Bart. That's why Bart plays for us. You know, he's, if his Bart's kicking was better, he wouldn't be playing for Millwall. Like, you know, he's almost yeah. a complete keeper in that sense, then, isn't he? But I think with Long, like even with the guy we conceded, I felt like maybe Bart might have done something a bit different there. Like personally, um, I think Long's a good keeper, like I said, um, and it was at close range and hard to criticise him for it. But I do think Bart might have offered something different in that moment to maybe stop it because that's you know what Bart's capable of. But Bart's good at close range, isn't he? Like jumping up, jumping down. Yeah, even long know, range, right, you know, all of that. Shot stopper. Yeah. He's like you know of the ilk of David Ford for me. Like David Ford was a great shot stopper, and um, mm. Bart's better than him, a lot better than him. And you know, but like I just think like, oh, that's a bold statement there, isn't it? Eh? He is, but but also David Ford's my favourite all-time middle player, like in my generation, really, like because for how long he's been playing for us in my time. So like you know, if we say that, like, but he's a better keeper. There's no no qualm in that. Um, but there's a question you know, for the listeners. <laughs> he is he is the better keeper overall, mate, hundred um, percent. But yeah, I just think like it was a bit desperate. If- hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Don't lie, but you got the result, so can't knock it. If we didn't get the result, what would we say? I don't know, it would be more pressure, isn't it, I suppose? Yeah, strong, strong possibility, but yeah. So, um, Blackpool, Blackburn even, on uh, on Saturday. Um, how are you feeling about that? Uh, yeah, no, it should be, um, you know, be a difficult game. I mean, I've still got nightmares about Blackburn last year going up there, and then it's well with the snow, snowing. Yeah, but I've, I've looked at the fixture, I've looked at the availability, and Ben Brereton Diaz is available, so the game will go ahead um, as planned. Um, but I think you know it's going to be a tough game. We've obviously, str- we struggle on the road. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> Unless it snows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or Ben Brereton Diaz gets injured in the warm-up, one of the two. Allegedly, um, yeah. Um, so I think no, obviously we're not for we haven't been great on the road. One, I think in eleven now. Um, but I think we you know that every every record has to be broken, doesn't it? So, you know, it'd be a perfect place to go up. I mean, what what was the, the rearranged game? We didn't have a single shot there last year, did we? So it'd be nice. Wasn't that the one we talked about in um the um nought next year, whatever it's called? What was it That's called? Right, was yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, XG, XG, we had we had an XG yeah. of zero. Yeah, that's it. That was, yeah. That was, that's quite something. Like, <laughs> uh, just not even well, a it's a well, crazy game because obviously we had no shots and somehow Blackburn didn't manage to you know find a way through. So it's a bit of a one of them ones that you've drawn the game, but it feels like a win. Um, but no, yeah. hopefully better on on Saturday and you know we'll, we'll we'll turn up. What's your thoughts on Saturday's game? Are you going out there? I'm not, but I am just processing my head that I've been to nine of the last eleven away games and we've not won any of them. I'm like, I, I, you don't need that. You just go, oh, you don't process it in your heads. Like, yeah. I can't believe it. Like, yeah, you're right. We've not won since Reading away, and even yeah. then, that was a damp squid when Cooper scored. Right, was that the game Cooper scored? In? Yeah, Cooper scored. That was that was the five. That was the fifth win in the row, wasn't it? Jesus, bloody hell! What was that March? We're shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. It's official. It's official. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. it is though. It is when yeah. when you start looking at the stats, it's crazy. You know what? You know we've got access to a, a great stack um, partner, um, and Kai will tell you their name in a minute. Um, and you look at these stats, and you start going in, and you look at you know the away form, the home form, and you start looking at it and you go, "Fuck, we really are shit." Um, yeah, you can't I mean, understand what I mean. You can't understand what rare it is. I mean, I watched a film earlier. It's an old film called Moneyball, um, where Brad Pitt about um, baseball, where um, the Oakland Athletics, where they basically start changing the game and start going on a stack-based game rather than you know the money-making, you know, sort of um, a, a Jed Wallace rather than a David Beckham as such. Do you know what I mean? Um, and, and you know. 
I don't know, watching that, I watched that this morning, watching that just made me think, you know, is Rowick looking at, you know, the pound shop, sort of the pound shop way of of getting to the Prem rather than the, you know, um, the way what a lot of teams seem to have spent this season, big money, um, to make a push for it. Um, that was more nuanced yeah. niche. That was more nuanced niches. Nuanced, nuanced, nuanced. Yeah, niche. that was two thousand one, two thousand two. So like, it wasn't so until like, the Red Sox done it. But their story was like, if a player has one arm but he can throw the ball as fast as yeah. anyone, then yeah. you know they can still throw the ball. So that was kind of the logic there. So like, you know, we always say about some of our players are like, you know, if they were good enough, they wouldn't be here. Um, like I said, that but even just then earlier, but. I think that was just working with the budget they got. I think the comparison to that Moneyball theory is Brentford, for example, they use the yeah. stats kind of thing for recruiting players. And they also sell players when they know they've reached their value. So they put that money, monetary value on it and they'll sell them after that. Um, and there's clubs that try to do that. And, you know, you see it in Europe and there's a comparison for it there. Um, but yeah, back to Saturday coming up, Blackburn have just been a bit kind of, you know, they, I think they were top of the league after three games, scoring goals for fun. Everyone was like, wow, this could be the year they kind of kick on, even despite the whole... Transfer rumours looming over Brereton and Diaz's heads. Um, I think them keeping him is huge. I think they'll also be looking at these next 10 games and thinking, right, what can we do? A lot of clubs will be doing the same thing, I feel like. Um, it's a tough place to go, isn't it? I don't know. They've, I think they've won three of their five at home. Their form's dipped the last five. I think they've won two just like us. It's probably going to be a draw. I'll take it, though. <laughs> I'll take a draw at a place like Blackburn and try and pick up wins away at breaking home likes of Rotherham, who are even doing better than, I suppose, this season so far. But I think, Man, you know... Sorry? Manager this now, aren't they? Yeah, Warren's gone to Derby, hasn't he? I think, yeah, I'd take a draw Saturday, to be honest. Um, but just see, I think this is the sort of games, like I said, when we went Norwich, like, I think you'll see Fleming come into these sort of games. I think this is where these are the difference makers for us that, you know, can have that effect on the game. So I wouldn't be surprised if we put in a good performance and, you know, get that kind of away counter-attacking win that we all desire. Um, but, you know, I'll take a draw if you said to me now, right now. Quite. Um... I'd probably go with with what Omar said. I mean, I'd like to I'd like to see us break this this away record. I think if we can break it, I think it'll be like remember a couple of years ago when we under Harris and we broke that away record uh, where we hadn't won a one on Saturday at three pm for eighteen months, and then we won and we won and won the next six away games, five, like five away games. So for some I think it was like we won beat Barnsley, it'll be all these teams we never beat away, and. I think once we break here, I think we'll, pre- we'll probably turn a corner and we'll probably be quite good. It's just the question is, can we then pick up the home record? Because we've uh, the thing with us is we're either really good away or we're really good at home. We don't really have a balance of both. Uh, we're either, no. you know, you know what I mean? When Route first came in, we weren't so good at home. We were really good away. And now mm-hmm. we were really good at home, not very good away. So um, I reckon I'd I, I, I take a draw, but I think we're nick it. I think we'll go, I think we'll win, win one nil. I'm always hopeful. Like, I agree with you. Like, you know, you, you always want us to do it. Um, and if I was going up there on Saturday, I'm glad I'm not, but I think train strikes can't be asked to drive up there. Um, I think, yeah, I'm always hopeful, but I just think take the draw and try and pick up points later on in the 10-game spell. I'm going 2-0. To Blackburn? 2-0 uh, to Millwall. I've just got a feeling that they're just going to fucking, they're just going to fire on all cylinders on, on Saturday and they're just going to go for it. Um yeah, all them, I just all, think them, they're gonna... all them two weeks at Calvert Road is just going to pay off now. The international break, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think I've, I've, I think definitely it will be two um, nil Millwall, um, a phobie, and it'll either be Cooper or no, I'm going to go Fleming, Fleming and a phobie. There we go. 
Yeah, like it. So, yeah. Right, that's the end of part one. Um, we're going to be back in part two. Um, we are going to be talking about England, but it will feel as if we're talking about Millwall. Um, so join us again straight after this. Right then, welcome back, part two. Uh, no winning five. Relegated from their group at the moment. Um, and you know the way it's going to work out. Scotland's going to do well, get promoted or do well, and they'll have another bragging rights over us. Uh, you went to Milan uh, this week, Omar. I did. Um, football shit. Italy all right? Yeah, it's all right. Bit like a, a B-Tech Paris, but a bit better than Paris. If people went there before, they'll know what I mean. Um, yeah, it's it's an interesting place. But did you go to McDonald's? Pass- I did go to McDonald's. Have they, still like- got, have they still got the um, Man United, um, it was a Bayern, Bayern Munich um, game, their 99 final game where they come back. It was Bayern Munich, wasn't it? Where they oh, come United. back. United, you mean? Yeah, yeah United and Bayern Munich, yeah. There's a there was when I last went there, I went there years ago, but it had um early two thousands I went and they had a massive wall in McDonald's and it's got a picture of a goal with um a photo of Oli Gola Scott fucking scoring into that goal. No, I don't recall. I mean, yeah, I was about to say it was two in the morning and I was like I had the flight in two hours time after that to leave for the airport. So, you know, it was a bit Oh, if you were in the airport, no, I'm on about it was in Milan. No, this was at the end of the trip in Milan and I had an hour's kit to look forward to and then get back up and go to the airport to come home. But yeah, I mean I was more cultured than that, if anyone's wondering. I was eating loads of pasta and pizza and spaghetti, um, and drinking loads of sorry. So, I've, yeah. seen I've, I've seen the photos. So, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, before you go, you've got to go to McDonald's at least once when you go to foreign countries, right? So, um, Adam was just eating McDonald's all the time. He wasn't cultured, but yeah, Omar yeah. was at least cultured. That's it. But no, it was class trip. Um, the game is, you know, that, that was always the dampener and it was always going to be that way. Um, I made a joke when I came onto the call with you guys before we start recording. You know, I watched, I watched Right Wall Week in Week Out and watched us get turned over. Uh, or, you know, put in poor performances, then I go and watch Southgate ball and it doesn't get any better. So, yeah, I try and use England and escapism to get them away days I want abroad, and it's just as shit as watching me all the football. So, yeah, I'm, I mean, wasn't surprised. It's just boring, isn't it? And here's me saying all this. I'll still be at Wembley tomorrow night to watch England-Germany. So, yeah, there you go. That's that's the kind of cruel things I like to put myself through watching me and my country. <laughs> Kai? Um... Yeah, I mean, it was it was a weird game, wasn't it? Because I thought I, I actually missed the first fifteen minutes. I thought the game started at eight. Bit of a schoolboy error that. Um, but um, when I got on there, England had a decent spell from about fifteen to thirtieth minute where they knocked the ball around well. But they're quite similar to Millwall in the way that they have a lot of Shit. possession, but they don't do much with it. That makes sense. I mean, the, the centre backs touch the ball probably the most times, don't they, for England? I mean, they don't really. I thought Eric Dyer actually played quite well. Um, I thought he looked okay. But then again, I don't. I don't see how Southgate thinks that you know he's gonna he's gonna improve this side when he's picking players. I mean, I know Maguire's always been good for England, but he hasn't started a game for United. I think something like six weeks. So how does he expect him to come straight into the England side and be, you know, starting and doing well? You know, players that are starting week in week out, they're the ones that should be going playing for England, not the ones that aren't have been on the bench all the time. Apart from Maguire, apart from Maguire, that team on paper is a very strong team. 
Yeah, but then you've got other creative players on the bench that maybe could be in that side. I don't know. I think even Tamori, for example, that's his home stadium, the San Siro. He plays for AC Milan. You know, he doesn't get on and or doesn't play. Tammy Abraham plays against the Italian defenders week in, week out against, you know, these sort of players for Roma. I'm not saying they should have started, but, you know, the set we play, you're limited to what you can play. And then you've got Harry Maguire playing and it's like, yeah. I mean, look, there was like, you know, the whole kind of meme online was he saying like, it's a step in the right direction. It, I don't think it was going forwards, but, you know, we did have a lot of the ball. Um, but then, you know, lapse of the concentration and, you know, I think we played them on sides, the, the, whoever the sky scores a goal, goal on the aim, the name escapes me. And then you're punished and that's the kind of level you're up against. And, I mean, the only consolation that is, I suppose, at least I can go to more obscure countries for the Group B games because, um, you know, Group A was always the elite clubs. Um, but, yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's it's just, it's England, isn't it? You've got an uninspiring coach who got the job, done well for us in tournament football, you know, and he, he keeps us in games very much like Gary Rowett. Very but, much like Gary Rowett. I mean, it's like, what do you want to see? Do you want to be watch his games and get entertained or do you want to watch his game and get results? But the results have not been there since, you know, the last five, six games now and it's concerning. It's interesting what happens yeah. tomorrow. We'll know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this time tomorrow night we know all about it. But I mean, it's very okay. Gary Rowett hasn't got us to the playoffs as such, but Gary Rowett's got us in the top half of the table, more of an established championship club. Southgate, semi finals of the World Cup, finals of the Europe or European um, Championship. And now we're playing dog shit, which is really worrying when. We're probably, what, eight days, eight weeks maybe, if that, away from um, the World Cup in Qatar. And again, we know that Qatar is going to be hard. It's going to be too hot. We're not going to play well out there. It's going to be fucking an absolute fucking nightmare. But similarities between the two managers. They're both very, 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 very defensive players and very defensive um, minded coaches, mm-hmm. are they looking to play systems what their players can't play? Well, these are elite players for England, the elite and the elite and the elite. And a lot of these players do play in them sort of setups. But I just think it's like, it's just too defensive. It's like, you know, you wait for the ball to come to your team and then you have so many defensive players. And I think, especially with England's case, you know, you've got these creative players on the bench, like a Grealish. You know, and you're playing, the, and you've got Mason Mount even on the bench, for example, who's flattered to see the English shirt, fair enough. And this season has actually not been in that great form for for Chelsea. But you do, you, you ask yourself the question of like, you've got all these players defensively, then when it comes to attacking, you've got two hot midfielders in Rice and Bellingham. Bellingham got four to be fair to him, but normally it's Rice and Phillips. If Cameron Phillips was fair, he probably would have played. You know, then you're, you're kind of sacrificing so much defensively, similar for Millwall in that sense. Then when you go forward, you've got players isolated up top, and then you're asking a lot from them to you know, kind of have their moments in the game. I think our best performance for England that I've seen under Southgate when I went to Spain against, uh, when we were playing Seville against Spain, first half was free up after 40 minutes. Rashford's got two, I think, and Sterling got one, or it was along those lines. And on the counter-attack, you had Kane, Sterling and Rashford, and all three of them were in their top form at the time. And you just like, their moments just paid off. It was counter-attacking football. Um, if you want to dominate games, it's the wrong manager, I feel like. Um, it's interesting that you say they're both defensive players because they both were, weren't they? Obviously, Southgate for Middlesbrough and Villa and stuff like that. And Ray, obviously, for likes of Charlton, Birmingham and whatever. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they both missed penalties or not. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's just it's just uninspiring, isn't it? I, I think the World Cup will play out as it should do. You know, we'll probably get out of the group stages, probably. Um, and then probably get a 
penalty shoot out the feet in the quarter final of the World Cup. I would, I would, I would probably say it, it could be either an African or a South American team what potentially will be in the final there. Because of the heat and stuff, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, the conditions. You never know. Um, I think... I, I, think I don't the, think... I fancy I, the South American team. I fancy... Argentina. Yeah, I do too. I think Messi's yeah. last song song, that would be my guess and prediction. Um, yeah. And they seem to be on top form after winning the Cup of America last year. So, it wouldn't surprise me if that happens. Um, but... Yeah, I'm glad I'm not going to Qatar because it's not worth the money and also the performance will probably be uninspiring. I'll sit there watching it in, in my warm weather coat um, or my cold weather coat, should I say, in, in December. Probably in a big eye of freeze my nuts off. But there you go. That's that's what we're going to and that's what we've got for the World Cup, haven't we? Kai, you you think any different? Um, no, I sort of agree. I've, I've, I've just don't, I just don't... I mean, like, he always chooses to to bring that extra defensive player, doesn't he? When you know, realistically, he could you leave that extra defensive player at home and and bring Mad- a player like Madison, who's been playing brilliantly for Leicester in, in a side that's struggling. They are struggling a bit. They are massively struggling, but he's still getting goals and assists. And if you bring a player that's in top form, they're the ones that are going to be able to transfer it over to international if, if anyone is. So I don't understand why he doesn't bring up out of that. I don't know, but I think that you could put those England players in real wool shirts and play under Gary Rowe's formation, and I still don't think we'd fucking score goals. I mean, realistically, they are elite players, so they they should they should be able to. I mean, we always say we always ask the question: oh, Do you reckon we have good enough players to play Gary Rowe's formation? I mean, realistically, there's no one better than the England. Well, there is, but there's no one better in the England setup than the players in there. So they they're on they're on foot then, you know, fortunes and they they are the best that England have got. Realistically, they should be good enough to play in the setup Gareth Southgate wants them to play in. But it's yeah, just so. I, I think in that case I'd probably blame more the manager for his tactics rather than the players not being good like players not being able to play in the in the formation. How do you also get to be up for a game? This is the thing you gotta ask yourself. I think this is also what it boils down to and all like June, for example, the three fixtures we had, we got turned over by Hungary, didn't we? I think 3-0 at home or whether it was 4-0, I can't remember. Um, and then you go to Germany and we lost, I think we drew one all. And then there was another game in there that we also lost, the, the team escapes me at the moment. Um, and that the Germany game was just a penalty. How do you get these players to be, you know, you're playing the same players that have played last four, uh, four years now under Southgate. Um, how do you get them inspired to play for England in the middle of September? when they know they're going back to competitions bigger than maybe more elite than the Nations League, when they go back to their Premier League clubs and play for Chelsea and Champions League and, you know, all this sort of stuff. So it's a hard one because, like, I don't think the players overly care, to be honest. That's also... I think that's... Yeah. And when it comes to the World Cup, you hope they'll be more inspired and hopefully more informed and they've not got a whole full season on their belts and, you know, kind of maybe nursing fatigue or maybe got some injuries to contend with. It'll be interesting to see how these next kind of eight weeks unfold in the Premier League and in England in general and all the other players that are going to international duty. Will we start to see players kind of shirk away from games or try and, you know, make sure they're fit for the World Cup? It's, it's, it's going to be an interesting kind of dynamic we're going to have there. So um, it'll be interesting how it unfolds. Be interesting be interesting to see how it affects the leagues around the world. Mm, so I mean, you know yeah. what I mean? Because I think, I think certain players will back off in the Premiership um, because they don't want to get injured before going to a World Cup. They don't want to, you know, be sidelined in any way, shape or form. Um, you know, players like Messi definitely won't want to get injured because it's probably his, his last ever World Cup 
to be honest. And Ronaldo, you know, he's going to want to play more and and not get injured. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Well, we'll, we'll what I can understand is, is what Omar was just saying, you know, Omar was just saying that, you know, what do you do to get them up? And I think it's a, it's a really good point. But for me, the players shouldn't need any sort of in, like motivation to get up. They're playing for their country, like, it doesn't really get much better than that, does it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it doesn't doesn't mean the same as what it used to, though, does it? I mean, if you had a team, if you had eleven championship players playing for England, I guarantee you they'd be more up for it than yeah. you know the Premiership. They get out of class the by the opposition still, but they at least show the pride, yeah. I suppose. And this is it. Yeah. Like you know, these players that are playing for England then gone away for international duty. Whilst they're away, the players that have not been called up in national duty, their club mates are probably in Dubai and you know having their, living their best life. It's a weird dynamic, and international football yeah. in general is going that way because all the temptations and the money in the game, and you know, this is it's like there'll be players that would have fainted injury that didn't want to go to this camp, and that's always been the case for a lot of uh, major international sides. So I don't know, it's, it's a deep yeah. root problem, but other clubs, other international teams seem to be better than us for that, and they've got the same players that have the same problem. So I don't know, the World Cup. It'll be interesting. I'll no. we'll, I'm sure That's we'll it. talk about it for another day, I suppose. But yeah, you see how it's up to Yeah, maybe we'll do a deeper thing into there. So look, we're coming to the end of this show. Before we do, obviously, we finish with things. Kai, you got any points you want to raise? Um, uh, Lioness has had a good win today, didn't they? Yeah, it was a good win. Yeah, really good win. 6-2. They're doing, they're doing well. So yeah, they, were, what, they scored four goals in what? Ten minutes? Something like that, yeah. Four goals in fifteen minutes, I believe. Um, Maybe we should get them and the under them and the under twenty one team, put them yeah. together, mate, and play our, our main eleven. We might actually win games this game forward. So yeah. <laughs> well, hey, mate, you got anything you want to say? Uh, no, nothing left to add, mate. Um, pleasure doing the show, and hopefully we're back consistently now going forward for the next ten games at least. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll be back. Um, two things I've got, or moans to a degree. Um, One's more of a warning. Be careful if you're on Instagram. There's an account called Millwall Daily, uh, whether or not it's been hacked or whether or not it's just a scam as such. But, yeah, just if you're following it, don't answer any messages from it because um, it looks as if they're trying to hack your account or take over your account. Um, and that's it from us for another episode. We will be back later on this week. And thank you very much for listening. Make sure to subscribe. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, thanks very much. Just before you press stop, make sure you press that subscribe and tick the notification bell every time we put a video up. You will get it. That's it from us. Layers. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.